Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Welcome. Glad you could join us. We are known as the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. But, hey, it's up to you to increase our reach. We need to be one million enslaved minds at a time that we are trying to unenslave. So please share. This is digital platform stuff. It's easy to share. Make it go far and wide. So please do that. We have a really good guest here today. Um, I'm going to call him Mr. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that to him. John Dislin. He is the big man I wish I would have played with in college. We didn't have anybody over 6'8". So so, uh, much respect to him. Maybe in in heaven we'll get our own franchise going and he'll like me because our big guys always like playing with me because I got the ball. But anyway, long story short, we have, we have uh, John with us. This is going to be absolutely fantastic interview. He's written a book called Nehemiah Strong, and we're taking apart different parts of it. And folks, trust me, this book rivals the Bible in size and also, I think, in content. So uh, we're going to go through in a series of broadcasts various aspects of this because the book is geared towards helping you uh, achieve spiritual, physical, and emotional survival. And uh, (laughs) given what's going on today in the country where even the ex-president's not safe, it's really important now that we uh, take care of each other, take care of ourselves, and this book fits that bill. But before we go to the subjects at hand, you need to take care of some business. The food supply continues to fall into more disarray, problems with the fertilizer. I'm in contact with a couple of farmers. I think they're going to come on the show. The first, they wanted anonymity, and now they're starting to get really mad. Fertilizers being lessened in potency. That's not being covered in the media. Fertilizer is being withheld by the government, and when they have supply chain problems, it just so happens that happens to be the first item. They don't want you growing crops. I, I interviewed Clay Clark recently, and Clay talked about uh, dimming the sun using, well, what I call chemtrails, but there's other avenues they're using too. So everything is about taking down our food supply. Cow farts are back in the Build Back Better bill that just passed. So it's folks, listen to me. You have real limited time to get storable food. And I've been through the um, where's and why's and the virtues of MPS. Haven't raised the prices, still got sales, all the attributes. I'm not going to go through it here again. Go to preparewithdave.com. All the details are there. But uh, trust me, it's you're not going to be able to get this much longer. And uh, everything really is on hyper alert right now. So preparewithdave.com. Also, too, ladies and gentlemen, we have a TV show, the Common Sense Show.tv. We say things there that we don't dare say anywhere else. Well, maybe here, here, we're not too limited. FCC requirements, because we are on radio stations. But but other than, you know, you can't drop bad words, we pretty much say what we want here. But uh, over that TV show, well, boy, I tell you, it's fantastic what we're covering over there. You want to sign up for it. Um, we've assembled a team of experts designed to help you have a safer landing oh yes you're going to crash we're going to crash and burn as a country no question and uh also too we're looking at uh my pillow mypillow.com yes i'm advertising for my pillow their people approach me you know we're we're really big into voter fraud oh we had huge voter fraud in our primary elections i'll get into that at a later time <clears throat> but um you really want to um uh, 
be comfortable. If we're going to suffer, if we're going to be persecuted uh, by the Bolshevik communists, you may as well be persecuted in comfort. I have a lot of the my pillow stuff already, courtesy of my wife. She loves it. But here's the deal. Because you're in our audience, you're going to get two for one. Sometimes you get 80% off. There's a few products in there. So here's what you got to do to see all that's available just for our audience. This is unique to us. Go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Easy to remember, right? MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Coupon code Hodges. Easy. And then you'll scroll down. You'll see all the stuff there. Usually they give you a $10 discount just to get started. And then uh, everything else is marked down dramatically. So it's a really great opportunity. And then finally, do you have a nest egg? 62% of you do, according to our economic figures. 38% don't even pay federal income tax. So I'm not talking to them. Buy food if you're one of those people. But if you have a nest egg to protect, you need to get a hold of the good people at Noble Gold. I went from advertiser to customer because I see all the good that they do. The crash is coming. I'm somewhat outside the system you can never be totally outside the system but i'm going to take a lot less hits than other people who are not prepared noble gold can get you prepared to lessen the damage to spread your wealth around diversify 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 you don't have to be rich think about do you want to give away your nest egg well okay then call noble gold 877-646-5347 or go to goldbeforelate.com that's goldbeforelate.com well we're going to talk about survival before it's too late with john dislin this is pretty cool good stuff it's a great book i got his early copy i got his revised cover copy it's uh fantastic and the book is bigger than a house almost (laughs) you know john you're a seven footer yes and your book in in journalism could be qualified as a seven footer well you know i just had a funny picture many years ago i was uh i was walking a friend's irish wolfhound which is the the largest breed of dog and we were walking into a field to meet up with where other people ran their dogs and and the guy was watching us and there was a gentleman there already with his dog and as we got closer his eyes got bigger and bigger and when we finally got there he he told me that I look I look normal size from a long way away because I was with an Irish wolfhound and the closer we got the, the bigger we got in his in his uh, sight so uh, anyway but I, I had a funny picture in my mind of me holding my book and it looking small but it's actually quite big it's eight and a half by eleven four hundred eighty pages and 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 folks just because I I often do a poor job of this at the end let me just tell you at the beginning if if this content that that dave and i talk about this evening uh resonates with you um my book is not presently available on the normal outlets like amazon uh, but it is available at johndislin.com which is d-y-s-l-i-n.com johndislin.com also you'll find nearly 50 reviews there that are really uh really touching to me since i wrote the book but really magnifying in terms of the impact of the book on people and it's i got to tell you it's very humbling for me because um i really felt led to write the book and i I think more credit goes to god for the book than than to me because i look back at it and i just i can't well anything we anything we do of substance john the credit does go to god amen he brings that to us it's that way in spades for this book because I, I I mean this very you know you know me well enough Dave I I go back and I turn pages of the book and I'm like where in the world did that come from but you know as a believer and follower of Jesus Christ I know where it came from you know the one other thing that I'll say Dave before I forget yet again is um um is uh for your listeners there's a 10% discount code of Dave one. So if you, if you check it out, you like it, Dave one will save you 10%. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really fond of Dave and I'm, I'm, I want this to, uh, to be a value to you guys. So 10% off with Dave one for the book. But anyway, back, back to business, Dave. Um, it's, uh, you know, kind of like that story I told walking into the field with the Irish wolfhound. It, it, we thought our troubles, were big enough before but isn't it astounding the way that, that the closer that they get the bigger they seem to be getting uh as as time keeps uh, ticking forward oh yeah absolutely no absolutely there's no question that you're right about that but we're assembling a team to fight back 
We we are. In fact, you know, I was thinking about this uh, before we came on the air. We have the makings of a good basketball team. You know, you're the five, and Doug Thornton's an undersized four, but he's a Charles Barkley type, stronger than an right. ox. And yep. then you got Bob Griswold, who uh, could run the floor as a small forward, and me as the point guard. There we go. Yep. And and we're the United Christians that are fighting against the tyranny overtaking this country. And, uh, and, and you know, come November, I'm hoping that we have some alley-oop dunks that will drive these Democrats and rhinos from power. Well, Dave, as long as you're really comfortable feeding the post, then I think we'll get along just fine. Oh, yeah, yeah I, made a, <laughs> I made a two-year living out of that. Uh, <laughs> two guys went on to play in the league, and they owe a lot to me. And yeah, one of them actually uh, took me out to dinner once. That was almost a thank you. But anyway, long story short here, ladies and gentlemen, this book is about survival on many different planes. But John, I'd like to focus on the absolute craziness I, I was driving down a road. It's not quite a highway because they have turnouts. And I'm in the right-hand lane going like 65 and the speed limit 65. And this guy comes up, and the left lane was even slower ahead. So he cuts me off, squeezes in, and I slowed down to let him in. Didn't signal, and I'm thinking almost took off the front of my car. But I let him in. I didn't honk, didn't say anything. And, and he puts the middle finger up in the rearview mirror. <laughs> This is crazy. This is crazy behavior, yeah. and we're seeing this kind of insanity everywhere. I, I and you know, Dave, I, I think this is really important. What we're talking about, we need to be uh, mentally, intellectually, but maybe more importantly, spiritually grounded, so that as, as this sort of electricity of evil just amps up in uh in in magnitude that that we're not shaken we're not thrown uh and i'll tell you i'm i'm reminded i i just read this astounding story from centuries ago about charles wesley who was the he he wrote several thousand hymns he was the brother of john wesley who was the founder of uh the methodist church and they're on a boat over to what then was the georgia colony and uh and a storm comes up, and it's 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 effectively a hurricane, probably. You know, back then they didn't know, but it's probably a hurricane. And uh, they're on this boat, middle of the Atlantic, and they're just sure they're going to die. And the 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 uh, the um, I guess at the time the the Anglicans from England over were huddled together, and they were sobbing and crying and wailing and praying and all this stuff. And Charles Wesley looks over, and he looks over at the Moravians, which were persecuted. Uh, um, Protestant uh, church out of Germany, and he looks over at the Moravians, and and he was astounded. He put in his uh, in his journal or his memoirs. He, he talked about just how uh, unnaturally, supernaturally calm the Moravians were in the midst of the storm that certainly was going to tear the ship in two, and and it just it just, he was awestruck. At, they conducted themselves exactly as they had every other day when there wasn't a storm. And and David, I, I read that story, I don't know, 15 years ago, and it really stuck with me because what a beautiful model that is of how if you're a follower of Jesus and you are, you are planted on the rock, that's your foundation, that's the picture of how we we not only are supposed to be, but we actually can be in this tempest because it I think it's useful to remember that the storm that those Moravians were experiencing in that time, 280 years ago, it, it was no it was no less threatening than the storm we're facing now. It, it maybe wasn't as big a, you know, from a global magnitude, but to them, as it pertained to their lives, it, it was every bit as big. And and I think we can really take inspiration from folks like that that. We can find peace in the storm, and and in fact, we need to find peace in the storm, because otherwise we'll be like all the the Yahoo, uh, you know, the demonic hordes who are going to lose their minds. But well, that, we don't have to follow that same path, and nor should we. You know, I'm not really sure how to react to that because I think unless there's divine intervention. The divisiveness is irreparable at this point, and we're headed for physical and warlike conflict in this country, unless God steps in and intervenes. And he could. Enough prayer, enough repentance. 
he could do that. But there is so much craziness out there right now. Um, what, what does your book say about dealing with the crazies? Uh, well, <laughs> it has a lot to say about it. Um, first of all, the, uh, the one of my favorite chapters about the book pertains to warrior mindset. And I, I know you've spent enough time with, you know, interesting people with interesting backgrounds, uh, not unlike uh, Mr. Thornton of American Vindicta to appreciate um, warriors and how they carry themselves. And also, there's I think there's a lot of carryover, like as you and I have talked about offline before, um, there's carryover in terms of uh, athletics and, and performing at high levels and, and the, the, uh, the heat of competition. But um, first of all, I think that having that warrior mindset and basically bringing to the fight that we, you know, the, our side is going to win and absolutely going to win. And we're not going to accept anything other than victory, you know, victory in the moment and then victory uh, ultimately overall through this entire. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time tempest that we're in the midst of right now um so and and there's a lot in the book about uh, who's got it what's it about um scriptural references pertaining to it you know something dave because there's there's a lot of scripture as you know in my book nehemiah strong and uh, I got to tell you, I was just astounded as as I wrote the various chapters of the book, just how many towering verses there are um, pertaining to holding fast, standing strong, and um, and ref- effectively choosing to be courageous as opposed to fearful. And I'll tell you one, just the last couple of days, it's really been bouncing around my spirit, is Isaiah 12, 2, and it says, uh, Behold, um, the Lord 
uh, is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. And and what a be- that's just one verse, just in the middle of nowhere in Isaiah. And it, you know Isaiah is talking about. He's not only is he talking about not being afraid. He's saying. The Lord is his strength and his song. He's he's singing. He's in, he's in a spirit of joyfulness. Uh, and Isaiah was a you know a prophet who had a very hard uh, go and a hard calling on his life and a very difficult time of Israel. So, you know that's a real inspiration for how we we can be like that. We can be salt and light in the midst of the tempest. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, is mental illness increasing? <laughs> I'm going to cut right to the chase here. Is that a joke? <laughs> I didn't say was were SSRIs uh, being subscri- subscribed. Is that increasing? Is real mental illness increasing? And is the root cause uh, our evil, uncontrolled nature? I mean, what do you think? I can't believe our biology's gone that bad to account for what we're seeing. Well, and uh, you know, I think there's a little bit of chicken and egg there. You know, I think I think there is a lot of, um, well, we know of pathogens floating around. There is there's been a lot of discussion about deterioration mentally from some recent treatments that a whole lot of people have gotten. You know, you you were talking, Dave, about those uh, that Yahoo who pulled in front of you in his car. today or recently whenever that was and uh and i saw almost the same thing myself on the road uh about four hours ago had two or three different cars screaming by me on a a busy urban street and going at least 20 miles over the speed limit and and looked like they were racing in the middle of the day in a major you know metro city so um i the 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 edges of society are fraying, and I don't think we're going to see that slow down. You know, you were talking a minute ago about division, and um, and, and I, I don't kind of like what you were saying a minute ago. Jesus Himself said, "A house divided against itself cannot stand." And um, and I, you know, I, I obviously I believe that that what he says is true, and you can just it, it's almost like we're watching this train wreck in slow motion where it's not going to happen over thirty seconds or ninety seconds. It's it's going to happen over months and years, and it has been happening over years. Um, but you know, if 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 you had asked me. When I was a teenager, would I see America locked down for a year? I would have thought you were absolutely insane. And yet that's what my teenage kids have gotten to experience. You know, that that's reality for them. And so, you know, as we keep plowing forward into this storm, um, I, I think it's, for me anyway, it's a foregone conclusion that that. People are becoming unhinged increasingly, but I think uh, I think it's going to accelerate as things get crazier. More people are going to become more unhinged, and uh, and you know back to solutions and reactions to that those sorts of things. We need to be well. We need to be prepared for that in our spirit, but then we need to be prepared for that provisionally. And there's a lot about that in Nehemiah Strong, as you know, in terms of, uh, well, just a lot from a strategy standpoint, a team building standpoint, building out a mutual assistance team, and then, you know, being ready for the big day, whether it's uh, the, <laughs> the zombie apocalypse or whether it's some uh, some friendly public servants violating their oath to preserve the Constitution to come and, uh, and take something of yours. Okay, I, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, problem is, as you presented this logically and schematically, and I think that the behaviors we're seeing in society are anything but logical and predictable. There, uh, we have aberrant behaviors like I've never seen before in my life. I've never seen the likes of what we're seeing now. 
Never, no. ever. I, I remember the L.A. riots in 1992. Uh, at least you could sit back and you could point to a, a causal agent, and then you saw people use this as an excuse for a holiday from Law & Order to start looting, and it had really nothing to do with the initial cause. And But we understood this. It was really clear to see. Right now, we, we just have this... Uh, collection of just bizarre behaviors i see i see it in people's appearances and i'm not judgmental i I really don't care how someone wears their hair how they dress that's up to them and they have to deal with the the fallout from that but i just see more bizarre strange uh mannerisms presentations um it's just it's i'll get to the point i've never been a paranoid person i've always been friendly and outgoing but uh let's put it this way there's been times recently when i've been in public and approached by someone and i'm thinking okay i better get into that defensive posture and use my old martial arts training because you never know i mean i'm serious i've been put on guard by people yeah. Just and from from nowhere, no no causing no causing action, just the way some people approach you. There there is, and you know, and I used to work in mental health, and I can tell you, I have never seen what I'm seeing today. It's out of control. Oh, you're saying that in in the context of your mental health segment of your career, you didn't see it like you're seeing it. Not worse. No, not even close. And, and like I said, people approaching me. Usually, you know, people engage me and they, they'll come up and say, hey, Dave, I see you at so-and-so in the media and really like what you do. Thank you very much. And we'll talk a little bit. And that happens all the time. Now, I, I get people that approach me, not even necessarily about my, my show, but they just approach me. And I'm thinking, okay, do they look like they're armed or because they, of the manner in which they approach me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, people are like hyper aggressive. They don't have boundaries. They violate your personal space. I mean, these are all things that I've experienced recently and I have never felt that way before. And I've been, you know, recognizable to some degree when I've been in public, like airports and so forth for about 10 years now. And I have 10 years under my belt and I never felt threatened like I do now. When people yeah. approach me, I'm thinking, oh, gee, are they armed? Let's, and I'll look, I'll size them up. That well, and just building on what you're saying, Dave, uh, I recently wrote an article, and uh, and in this article, I was uh, really encouraging the the normal among us, <laughs> if, if if there are any of us left. Um, I was really encouraging discernment. You know, I in my interesting travels here over the last eight years or so uh part, i spent part of my time a couple of years sticking my nose into counter human trafficking and uh countering satanic ritual abuse and they're they're kind of one's tomato and one's tomato right they're they're interwoven with each other mm-hmm. and um as part of that i i got to be really close friends with a gentleman i call magnum who is an uh, Australian Special Forces veteran who's uh, conducted heavy-duty, like, manifesting spiritual warfare on four continents. Uh, Just extraordinary stuff. And he he taught, I met him in the context of teaching, and then we became friends. And in that teaching, it was about a three-day intensive session on a bunch of applicable doctrine for those activities and a big part of what we talked about was understanding the baseline for example of the environment you're in um for example if you're you know if you're in an urban setting it might you might fit in much better wearing grays and blacks as opposed to if you're out in the country you know you're wearing blue jeans and a, and a baseball cap with john deere on it um but as part of that you, you've got to have discernment for what's going on in your environment um and then you also you've got to be uh you've got to be prepared for what that environment might serve up to you um so one of the the points i was making in the article i wrote was it's really easy back to the context of being a a a christian you know that's that's my worldview and so uh 
Christians are, are often in Scripture described as sheep, and then you've got goats, and then you've got what I would say are, are wolves. And, you know, the, the goats are sort of intermingled among the sheep. They're not believers in Jesus. They're not Christians. They're not interested in God, whatever. Yet, hopefully some of them become believers. But, you know, they're not out to get you per se. <laughs> they're just they're just kind of going through life and having fun, enjoying themselves and do, doing what goats do. Wolves are different. You know, wolves are predatory. And, for example, did you hear that story, Dave, a couple of months ago where a pack of wolves killed something like 150-some-odd sheep, I think, in Idaho? Yeah, I did hear about that, yes. Okay. They didn't eat that many sheep. They just killed that many sheep because they enjoy killing you see, they, they, they couldn't possibly eat that many sheep, but they couldn't help but destroy the sheep because that's what wolves do. And the wolves, figuratively, that I'm talking about amongst our society, it's just what they do. And, um, and I think a, a terrible, perilous mistake that regular walking around Joes make and Josephines is we project our sort of natural, normal, sheep-like, ovine viewpoint on the world, and we, we project that onto the wolves of the world. And I can tell you, with a lot of experience with that stuff, with satanic ritual abuse and counter-human trafficking, um, the wolves are nothing like the sheep. You know, if, if you project your, let's call it innate goodness, and I understand we're all fallen, but, you know, from uh, work with me here. If you project your desire to, to be a good neighbor, to be a good, you know, stranger to someone, passing them on the sidewalk, whatever, um, it, it, it could be a perilously bad mistake to project that onto someone who has that, um, that lupine spirit, that that spirit of a wolf, who would just as soon slit your throat for twenty bucks as not. Sure. And and I I think what you're you were talking about, Dave, earlier about people going off the rails. You know, there I think there 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 are a lot of wolves in society who have been constrained because of laws or penalties or um, bad things that could come their way from acting on these. Uh, really base instincts. And think about this, Dave. Those, those penalties are going to go away and those restraints are going to go away. And, and the environment, like you were talking about, that walking down a street that we're used to a year from now, six months from now, three months from now could look completely different from a threat perspective than they, they did a year ago. Okay. I, I see this is what I've noticed too. You're right. In the last year, actually, since, Probably mid lockdowns, I would say I've noticed a change in people, and uh, and people just being inappropriate. You know, yeah. I, I've actually uh, I actually watched a lady be accosted uh, because two other ladies were telling this lady, "You're dressed like a whore. You're a no. slut. You're the kind of woman of the Bible." And I'm thinking, I'm looking back. I'm thinking, surely this is a joke. They're just kidding with each other. And I look back, and it was true. And I didn't think they knew each other, so I thought, well, maybe I'll hang here just in case she needs some help. And uh, then I walked up and acted like I knew her. And I said, hey, Chris, how you doing? It's good to see you. And then these ladies walked off. And she said, oh, thank you so much. She knew exactly what I was doing. That's the kind of thing I'm seeing now. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. 
why would anyone, this is outside a shopping mall, which is why I don't go to shopping malls. I mean, I'd stay away for good reason. Um, except I was trying to buy myself, my wife something nice. Um, but John, it's just crazy what I'm seeing. So in Nehemiah Strong, what steps do we take to protect ourselves from the crazies? Well, uh, uh, there's a bunch of things. You know, first of all, be grounded. Be uh increasingly we're going to have to expect the abnormal and and as as steve quayle uh, has said more than a few times that principle of normal will not apply again we need to be prepared for that um one of the principles about uh that that magnum taught that we talked about in our counter human trafficking training was um being being really aware of where you are, what the conditions are. And I think increasingly, Dave, we're going to have to self-select and choose not to do things, not to go places um, we otherwise may have gone before. And so just not even being in a place where there could be a riot, where there could be uh, violence, where there could be a, you know, a, uh, a mass shooting, what have you, we're going to have to be increasingly discerning about those things. And, 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 and I hate to say it, but change our habits and our life patterns to not put ourselves at risk, put ourselves in danger like that. Um, also, too, and, and for example, I was actually showing off one of these things today to a friend of mine who needs to get one. You know, we need to be. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try not put this as inflammatory as I could, but we're going to need to be provisionally prepared for this thing to go all the way down to bedrock from a societal standpoint. What I mean by that is. Uh, for example, if you don't have an AR-style platform that is ready to go, zeroed in, and, and uh, very functional, um, there's going to come a time when you're really going to want one and you're not going to be able to get one. And uh, as you know, there's there's actually an entire section uh, in the, the back of Nehemiah Strong. There's 48 different uh Sections or supplements with all different advice on on different things like this, uh, and, and real wide range. There's legal stuff and forms and questionnaires, all that kind of stuff. But one of them deals with building out a pistol AR with a you know, holographic reticle and a, a thousand lumen light to stun somebody coming in your door, and um, and we're going to need to have things like that to. Um, to prevent the crazies from washing us over. You know, there's another section, so while we're getting down to brass tacks here, there's another section in the supplements that uh, is from a uh, really awesome gentleman, John Lovell, who is uh, founded Warrior Poet Society and, uh, you know, multiple tour army ranger door kicker over in Iraq. And um, it's, it's some really practical tips on uh, thwarting really preventing a uh, home invasion before it even happens. And there, there are several dozen points of advice in there. I'll give you one just that I love is there's this uh, a door brace called a night lock that um, screws into the, the base floor of, of your floor right in front of the door. You slide an aluminum piece in, and it takes something like 1,500 pounds of pressure to defeat this, this lock so that somebody can't just blow in your door. Um, but there's dozens of, of points of advice in that supplement. So, you know, I'll tell you another one is um, you need to have multiple fire extinguishers at the windows on the floors of your house for somebody throwing a Molotov cocktail through the window. Oh, I, see, I never thought of that. That's a great idea. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> you know, I thought of it uh, as I was daydreaming, uh, you know, what could happen on my street. And I was like, holy Christmas, one fire extinguisher is not good enough. So we've got multiple now. And, and one resides on the second floor for that very reason. Yeah, that's amazing. I had never considered that. Well, let me tell you where my level of paranoia has gone here recently. <laughs> um, 
when I, when I go to hey, a movie, you know, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. That's right. That's exactly right. But uh, I used to, I've talked about this with Bob Griswold. He talks about this term called OODA loop. You know, yeah. basically being aware of your surroundings. And so now, when I walk into a movie theater, I never thought this way before. But with all the random violence that's out there right now, and, and I don't conceal carry into a place like that, and and I'm see, I'm seated, and I'm thinking, where are the exits? Where would an attack likely come from, and what should be my action if it does? Yep. And I and I think that when I go into a movie theater, and, and I think people might think, oh, Dave, you have lost it. A year ago, I did not think this way, but I think maybe I'm hanging around people like you and Bob Griswold too much. But. Uh, <laughs> But this is your benefit, I might add. Yeah, well, you know, I got to tell you, I, I I never saw my environment as a potential threat in the manner that it is, but it is a threat in the manner that it is. And and here's where I know it's going to get really bad. If you look at like Maslow's hierarchy, and they start at the bottom with food, shelter, uh, clothing, and so forth. When those become increasingly denied to America, like they are, we're going to see more desperation. We're going to see more violent behavior. Yeah, and you know you're making such a great point, Dave. It's not, it's not, it's not only your level of pre- preparedness for you, your family, your loved ones, maybe even your neighbors. Um, it it is also the cascading, uh, sort of overflowing, exploding. Um, ramifications of all the yahoos who never even thought to prepare, and then, then all of a sudden, you know, I, I was hearing, I was hearing recently about a study that the army did in the '60s on societal breakdown, and they determined that I believe cannibalism starts by day six of a total societal breakdown, and so when we're exhorting your listeners to think broadly to be discerning to be level-headed to be to be founded on the true foundation of faith in jesus you know we're not kidding around and no you've got to remember it's not you it's you and the entire ocean of society around you and doing the best you can to to be prepared when that ocean becomes a storm like what charles wesley went through in the 1730s Wow, that is that is such an amazing perspective. But I have to be honest with you, it's also what I've been seeing, that kind of thinking in the book. Um, so besides dealing with crazy people, let's, <laughs> let's talk about the first cousin of all this. How do we deal, from your perspective of Nehemiah Strong, how do we deal with a crazy government that could be dangerous? And here's what I mean. If if they're going to raid the president, if they're going to kick in the door of someone like Sharona Bishop in Colorado with no warrant, I'm talking FBI now, and go in, manhandle her daughter, put her and her husband on the ground with guns to their head while they take their electronics and her crime was working to unseat school board members in nine Colorado elections. If we're looking at that, I think FEMA camps are a definite possibility. So how do we deal with that? Do you, do, do you touch on uh, government threat in the book? Absolutely. You know, the, and I think there are different uh, levels of it. You know, it's at some point, the threat becomes so... I'm trying to choose my words uh, appropriately here. Um at some point, that threat becomes so kinetic and so widespread and so grossly tyrannical that, you know, it, it goes past the context of the book to an obvious place where, you know, we're, we're remembering back to our revolutionary uh, forefathers. And, and that's kind of – that's its own case, although – it's so much of the, the the preparations, you know, whether it's spiritual, practical, provisional, um, emotional, apply to that situation too. Obviously, right? You just you just take it and sort of move it forward into the context. But I I do I do think there's a real potential here where there'll be a season of what I might call soft tyranny, you know, like you're saying with um, the, the woman whose name escapes me, where they came in and, and you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sharona Bishop. How horrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and just just grotesquely tyrannical on its face, right? Um, I th- I'm 
expecting that there's going to come a season. And and frankly, for you know, for people who look a lot a lot like you and me, Dave, <laughs> but uh, there's going to come a season where that sort of activity that they're I think they're testing out and they're seeing responses and they're seeing you know the downside whatever where that's going to become more common but not on every street and for that situation there's an astounding degree of preparation that we can take to to rock those people back on their heels because they've if they let's say they expanded the frequency of what happened to that poor woman by a thousand fold, you know, they're not going to be able to rely on their most uh, their most refined, most cherry picked, tiny little group of constitution haters who will go do such a thing. Right. Um, it, it'd be a much broader base of people who would just have to go practically speaking do those things and these people you know there's a lot of for example legal pressure that can be put on people who show up at your door and one of the things that i really fleshed out in the book that um that people have really been impressed by the thoroughness of are uh questionnaires questionnaires that's that you you can walk a public servant visitor to your house through that make it clear in no uncertain terms that you know your rights and you know that they're treading on incredibly thin ice and there are um, towering um, legal remedies at your disposal to come against these people that you know could frankly really mess up their employment folder <laughs> if yeah, not worse exactly um, also too uh, and, you know, I was talking about that just this afternoon with this lovely friend of mine who was um, coveting my ARs. <laughs> um, we were talking about force multipliers. And I know you've probably heard that from our mutual friend, Bob Griswold, Correct. more than once. Many times. Um, but I actually realized it's funny. I, I hadn't talked in the book or anywhere about um, the AR platform is a, itself a force multiplier. And um, it's not one that I've heard people commonly talk about in that context, but standing there showing it to her and showing her the ease of it and how, how proficient she could be in one hour with practice, it, it dawned on me that that's, that's why they hate that platform so much is just because it's so useful, it's so practical, it's so purposeful. And as my, my dear Aussie buddy um, Magnum says, it's fit for purpose. You know, there, there's a time and a place for having a really capable boomstick. And, you know, you, you alluded to it just minutes ago. We, we are, we are, we're just rolling down the rails uh, to a season that's going to call for something like that. So having force multiplier facets in your planning and preparation, one is an AR. Uh, another set is comms, and uh, that's another area where Bob Griswold uh, really excels, as well as my, my buddy NC Scout, who you should talk to sometime. Um, having capable comms that are point-to-point -point and don't rely on the, um, the cell towers is incredibly important. Um, and then, frankly, and this, this gets expensive, and it gets maybe for some people a little esoteric, but... Uh, or, or maybe a bridge too far, but um, night vision. You know, no. people like to do stuff at night, and if you can see them and they can't see you, it, it's just an extraordinary um, force multiplier. So uh, all kinds of stuff like that. And then the last one I would throw in there that I think is a force multiplier is rounding out a mutual assistance team where you've identified folks who are like-minded, you can trust them, you've vetted them. And as you know, Dave, there's there's some big fat sections, multiple sections in the book that deal with uh, vetting a team, evaluating somebody, figuring out where, whether you can trust them or not, and then doing the training and the communications and, and setting yourself up for success that way. Yeah, it's uh, you know a skill that we're all going to need Mm. Uh, to deal with both anxiety and anger, mm. and uh, it's de-escalation. Um, wow, that's a great one. 
we really i'm looking at 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 that and just i just see so many situations right now that are so volatile and they're on tv all the time i mean in our government the name calling the 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 chastising the lack of respect the lack of professionalism and and they're modeling a rhetoric for the country and i'm talking our leaders they're modeling a rhetoric for the country that some people are imitating and they think this is how we're supposed to behave. We're supposed to be divisive and insulting and condescending at the same time. And I'm just thinking, you know, something that I hope grows out of this uh, time that we're in is people learn how to de-escalate uh, tension and anxiety. Yeah. And, and, and listen, you know, think about this, Dave. First of all, I, I couldn't agree with you more. That What an incredible skill to be able to take something that could turn explosive in more ways than one and and turning it around to where people calm down the steam lets off and there's some forgiveness and some grace there but something we're going to have to remember for our side is that we should not expect any of that to at least initiate on the other side it's not it's not going to start at all on the other side and Maybe it's a little naive of me, but but certainly offering an olive branch, you know, it, saying, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. I probably should have just let you in." You know, I'm th- I'm thinking back to your driving situation. If let's say you stopped and somebody got out of the car, you one could easily say, "Oh, you know, wave to the person. Oh, so sorry. Even if you did nothing wrong, just just see the point right that, you, that that's not a hill to die on no no i i just let him do his thing and i slowed i slowed down and and kept my distance from him and i'm just thinking i'm not going to antagonize this guy um, yeah and and you know dave i think it's helpful to remember these people who are going off the rails they I think for a lot of them, for a lot of them, not all of them, because uh, the wolves are out there. But I think for a lot of them, they're they don't know what they're doing. You know, he he's not. You're not his enemy. You know, he's he's got frustrations. He's got disappointments. He's scared. He's with 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 what's going on in the broader picture. He's taking it out on you, but he's not even consciously thinking about what he's doing. And so. We can have grace for people like that. I'm not saying it's easy because I get I, I can get hot in a New York minute, but um, but what a what a lovely way to avoid what could become in in less than a minute what what could become a deadly situation. Just say, oh man, so sorry. You know, I should have let you in earlier, and just let him have the point, and everybody everybody gets to go home and eat dinner. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's, but, um, there are too many people too that, um, have things to prove and, and this is why the murder rates are up dramatically. But then there's the people too. And this is something I think has to enter into our discussion. You, you look at these stories, a lot of them coming out of New York City. Guys walking down the street and out of nowhere, three people jump out and just start beating the guy up and he's a complete stranger, hasn't done anything wrong. And, uh, there was that case where fortunately there was a good Samaritan in a case like that here recently where a guy who was an MMA fighter happened to witness something like that and he jumped in and, and changed the situation, uh, entirely. But a lot of us don't have MMA guardians when we walk down the street. And that's no. why I'm saying OODA loop is important. But I, I just look at this and I almost have a feeling of helplessness because there's just so much abstract uh, and real craziness that's out there right now. And um, I don't know. I, I, you know, this country needs something to unite against. It really does. And I think if we go to war, which I'm not hoping for, that would be catastrophic for our economy. But I think it will unite the people. Well, and you know what 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 pains me is that I know that you know the the people pulling the strings for the the politicians they know that too and, and I think they see how they're you know it's almost like they're in a plane in a box canyon and they've gone in too far and there's no way to pull out and the only thing they can do is like pull the pull the war you know, ejector handle, <laughs> and and also if you're a student of history, that it's this wouldn't be the first time that sort of thing has been done. Um, but uh, and so I, 
frankly, I'm expecting that. I, I feel like they're. I feel like America is provoking the two most powerful alternative, you know, rival superpowers on opposite sides of the globe, just as hard as we can, but in a manner where we can claim that it was their fault when we, you know, when the missiles start flying. Yeah, I know, I know. It's um, and the other thing though is people speaking of war. And uh, we don't really have a lot of time to develop that idea. We'll, we'll save that for another interview. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about, you know, preparation. If you know war is coming and you're going to be invaded, I want to talk about that as well, too, because I, I do think that we're going to see trouble on our soil for a lot of reasons. But anyway, back to the book, okay, because yeah. uh, we just have a few minutes left. Back to the book. How long did it take you to write this book? <laughs> it, well, yeah, I, I was... I wasn't planning on almost two years, but it was oh. almost two years. And, you know, what's funny, Dave, is my initial concept I had for the book was really pretty narrow. It was it was that knock on the door from unfriendly public servants and over overreach. And how do you back them off? How do you how do you win that day, carry that day? And, you know, truthfully, from my perspective, God's plan for the book was a lot bigger than my plan for the book. And, and so I got the two year project as opposed to the three month project because I, you know, I went into things like warrior mindset and spiritual warfare toolkit, which is 37 pages and, um, spiritual authority for believers and legal authority. And then all the supplements, 48 supplements, it just, it really kind of took off <laughs> once I got started. Yeah. Um, just so the listening audience is probably wondering this too. Do you have anything out there with regard to physical care of self? Um, being in shape, uh, vitamins, supplements, diet. Do you have anything? Because if you do, I want to cover that at a future time. You know, I, um, it, I, not so much. I, I try to focus on the areas. I try to be sort of the mortar between the bricks. Okay. And there's so many great places you can go to learn up on, you know, to really study up on on supplements and nutrition and what are the top supplements that to improve your life. You can do a Google search and find lists like that really fast. Yep. So I, I focus more so on what fills in around the gaps. That's not as readily available, you know, in the marketplace. Although, listen, I'm a big fan. I, I take a big battery of that stuff most mornings when I remember, and, and it makes a huge difference for me. Well, I was going to say this. I kind of knew the answer to that question. And what I thought you might say, I'll, I'll be John for a second here. Yeah. No, but I could tell you a lot about MREs and how many calories you have to consume a day and how you should pack uh, to go on the run if you have to bug out. How's that? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I know you cover. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it does all fit together. It really does. See, see, Dave, that was like you throwing me a lob pass, and I just totally, I just totally whiffed. I, I didn't even leave the ground. I just totally missed the lob. That's okay. The next time I drive, I'd make it a dish off a high bounce pass. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so yeah, it's just, you have to compensate for the talent you play with, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but if you could go up and get it, and I believe you could, I would throw the ball to the far corner of the rim. Not good 30 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, well, yeah I hear, hey, 30 years ago? <laughs> well, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> but anyway, t tell people where your book is available. Absolutely. Um, it's at johndislin.com, and that's spelled uh, J-O-H-N, and then D-Y-S-L-I-N.com. And uh, like I said, Dave, I wanted to give your, your listeners a discount. So there's a 10% discount with the code DAVE1. And um, and I would really encourage folks, go read the reviews. We got almost 50 reviews on there, and it's it's really touching and, and moving for me uh, to read just how enthusiastic people are for the book. And it's, um, I think you would find it encouraging in terms of this thing really being of value because I was really driven to try and make a difference for, you know, my fellow believing patriots out there uh, yeah. sailing to the storm. You did, but you did it on so many fronts. You can't cover it in one interview, but you had some real notable reviews. I mean, by notable people, I was impressed. Ah, Thank you. I was very impressed. 
uh, I, th- I thought Steve uh, wrote you a really good one, and and uh, other people we know wrote you really good reviews. It's a fantastic book. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to cover more of it, but I would recommend in the interim you go get it, because you're going to look at it and say, I hadn't thought of that. Anyway, our guest has been John Dislin, and uh, you heard how to get his book, johndislin.com. Dave1 is the coupon code. And how much is that discount again? 10%. 10%. Very generous. Well, John, thanks for joining us here on the Common Sense Show. Always appreciate you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Dave. God bless you, brother, and, and God bless everybody listening. Thank you. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.